Natasha the Catalyst here. Welcome back to my new podcast called Human Design for Parents and Kids. And this is a podcast where we will basically talk about all things parenting and then we're going to juxtapose that with through the lens of human design and see if we can, you know, uncover some insights that are helpful to both you and me on this parenting journey. Um, Again, I'm your host, Sasha Clark, and today I have a tough story I want to tell you. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because it is Pride Month, and um, I just, it's a very great, it's a great example, unfortunately, of how we can miss the boat as parents. And um, and I'm telling you the story not because I'm proud of myself. I just want to clarify for, (laughs) I've already been um, unfollowed by a few people. Christian friends of mine that are on my email list. So (laughs) I'm I'm not telling you this story because I'm proud of myself. I am telling you this story because it really illustrates how sometimes we love the child we have or the child we think we have, and we don't really see the the fullness of the inner world of our child. So here's the story. Um, My daughter came out to us when she was 14 years old bewildered, upset, and confused because she and I were really close and I honestly did not see this coming at all. Like many normal parents, I overreacted. But what really surprised me was every time I reached out to my friends for support, I that despite also being parents too, I was met with several um, unhelpful, let's just call them unhelpful things, like religious judgment and platitudes or the pressure to do something about it. Or even threats. Some of my longest friends had threatened to stop being our friend if we didn't shove her basically back in the closet. And she wasn't even acting on her feelings yet. She was just trying to discuss them with us. And then um, some of my more accepting friend and friends and family were then mad at me for needing to work through this. Because again, I wasn't so much upset that she was gay as I was upset that I didn't see this coming and I know her better than anyone else in the whole world. Why didn't I see this? You know, but a lot of my friends and family thought this is a no brainer. She's your child. Of course, you're going to love her, which is true. But I was working through my own, like, how did this happen? You know, and of course, I mean, I'm just going to say this out loud for the parents in the back, but I felt guilty. I felt like I broke her in some way that I had done something wrong or that she had been hurt by someone and I didn't know or that I had somehow let my guard down in a way that made her hurt and averse you know I just and again this was several years this is a decade ago now over a decade ago now so I'm not um I've grown a lot as a parent and we've grown a lot as a as a collective since then but this is what I was struggling with and I'm just putting it out there in case you're a parent who's struggling with this too. I want to call out those feelings because just because I felt guilty or felt like I had done something wrong didn't mean that I was going to not love my child no matter what, okay? But just because I was having a hard time didn't mean that eventually I was going to just say, you know what, it doesn't matter. This isn't a hard time for me. This is a hard time for her and get out of my myself and just embrace her and support her where she was at. But I was having a moment myself for a minute. And also keep in mind, when our kids come out, they've been thinking about this for a long time. This isn't new information to them when they come out, but it's new information to us. So if you're a teenager listening to this podcast, give your mom a minute to breathe because it's new for her. It's not new for you. You've been probably feeling this since like second or third grade, maybe earlier. Okay, but just give your mom a little bit of breathing room. I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't totally be in her face to accept you, but still like 
give, you know, like waves of the ocean, give it, you know, give a low tide for every high tide, you know, and give her some room to, to process. And um, I also want to encourage any parents out there that are struggling, call somebody, not your friends from church, not the people that are criticizing you, not the people with the religious platitudes, but I wish that there had been a project like the Trevor Project. I could have called this number 10 years ago and said, here is what I am going through and I need to talk about it. So um, anyway, I understand now that my supportive family and friends were really just trying to advocate for me to prioritize the relationship over everything else, but I just needed to process. And I really wanted to just be able to share how I was feeling without someone interrupting me and telling me how I was supposed to feel about it. Yes, I had some unchecked biases I needed to deal with. Yes, I reacted very poorly. And yes, I am not proud. No, I'm not proud. I'm hoping that my mistakes can be avoided by others if I just share the truth with you. Yes, I have my daughter's permission to tell you this. My mother of blessed memory used to work with special needs kiddos, and she had a beautiful analogy for what I was experiencing. She said, when parents are expecting a baby, it's like having train tickets to France. You know, you start learning French, au revoir, you get new clothes for the climate, you learn the culture, and you get really excited with all the anticipation. But then the baby comes and he has a medical condition that changes your life and it feels like you disembarked the train in Siberia, not France, and you know very little about the language, you aren't prepared for the weather at all, and every little thing has you on a learning curve. And for the parents, it begins a grief process, but eventually you do have to say goodbye to France and just start learning Russian. Sure, yeah, this might be an extreme case, right? Like, okay, how did you not see this coming, Sasha? I can tell you why I didn't see this coming. Her human design chart, she's a 3-5. Profile line and prof- uh, line 5 profiles tend to get projected expectations on them. And I had projected a set of expectations about what it would be like to have a daughter onto her or a field, and that's how I ended up creating a blind spot. So if you're a parent that has a fifth line child, uh, you'll need, or if you're a parent that has a fifth line yourself, you've already experienced what it feels like for people to project expectations on you that may or may not be things you've agreed to, right? And um, so that's something I have to watch for a lot in our relationship now that I know that about her is what else am I projecting on to her that she hasn't been given the opportunity to say yes or no to? Um, it wasn't about grandchildren so much, but it was it was about the girly girl stuff, the, you know, and, uh, and unfortunately when she first came out, she kind of took a more masculine butch kind of feel to her, which didn't resonate with me at all. And she has eventually come around full circle to, she is actually still my princess, but she is, um, happily married to her wife and she is gay and we are all cool with it. So, um, so let me share with you a less mo- emotionally charged example. My daughter is also painfully shy and her whole life I gave her these big, loud, crowded birthday parties because that's what I always wanted when I was a kid and I wanted her to know how much I love her and I wanted to celebrate the day she came into my life because it was it was such an important day to me only to find out when she was like 16 that she really never wanted much more than a friend or two over for a quiet tea party so um, okay yes and that's my dust story a true story about my daughter and I too um, that we often as parents we try to give our kids what we missed or what we felt we missed when we were kids. And, um, and then 
that's still kind of self-serving, but it feels motive. I mean, it feel it felt right to me because my motives were like, I want her to know how much I love her and appreciate her existence in my life and celebrate the day she was born. Um, and she was like, uh, let's do this with maybe 10% of the friends. <laughs> you know. So anyway, the best decision I ever made, besides, of course, choosing to keep her and raise her as a single mom, knowing full well what I was signing both of us up for, was to get to know her human design as well as my own. And that happened about 10 years ago. Um, so other some other time, remind me to share with you all the little uh, lessons that I've learned about the two of us. But for today, here are the results. As a result of me setting aside my projections and expectations and just learning to get to know her for who she is, um, she's going to be 25 this summer, and we are closer than we've ever been. She's happily married to her wife, and I not only was the mother of the bride at the wedding, but I also was asked to help plan the wedding, too, because we're still friends. And not everyone's story, unfortunately, turns out this way. So it is Pride Month. I want to let you know about this awesome project called the Trevor Project that helps save LGBTQ lives. Um, some of the costs of intolerance are super expensive. I mean, like, okay, you want to be a jerk to the guy at Chick-fil-A giving you your chicken? Okay, fine, be a jerk there. But man, there are certain infractions, there's religious infractions that are costing people's lives. So get this, 45% of LGBTQ youth seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year. That number is entirely too high. 14% of LGBTQ youth attempted suicide, actually attempted it in the past year. And fewer than one in three transgender and non-binary youth found their home to be gender affirming. And 60%, this is the one that really bothers me, 60% of LGBTQ youth who wanted mental health care in the past year were not able to get it. And um, you know why? Because I think teenagers have to um, ask their parents to, you know, to go get an appointment because they have to use their parents' insurance. So those are so just, just letting your child have somebody to talk to and with your insurance is a great reason to be more affirming and supportive. If you're a mom who is totally cool with the LGBTQ community, um, look, scan your, your circle of influence. Maybe there's someone that needs a big mom hug this month. Um, I have totally decided to adopt every single friend my daughter brings home from here until the, end, the day that I die because I do not want any more of them to feel, um, to feel suicidal. I just can't stand it. So here's the good news. LGBTQ youth who felt high, high social support from their family reported attempting suicide less than half of the rate of those who felt low or moderate support. And this is my favorite statistic. So for those of you that want the school to be a little less out, okay, because it's making you uncomfortable. Listen to this. LGBTQ youth who found their school to be LGBTQ affirming reported lower rates of attempting suicide. So it, does, so it matters what's happening at home, but it also matters what's happening at school. They spend 60% of their life at school. So whether you agree with LGBTQ lifestyle or not, if you allow, if you just stop protesting it in the schools, it is giving these children a place to feel like they belong. And that way they're, I mean, let's, it's called save a life here. Like this is, this is a no, this is also no brainer stuff. And again, I accept and affirm that you probably have some processing to do, but, uh, in the meantime, people's lives are at risk. So did you know that the easiest way to support someone is to see them, hear them, release our own expectations about them and just love them for who they are, not for who we want them to be. No, I don't let my kids walk all over me. 
No, my kids aren't jerks either, but they are cherished for who they are and human design has helped me give that gift to them. So that's all. That's my rant for today. I'm just, um, if you're asking yourself, I wonder if there's something I've missed or I wish I could get inside my son's head and understand his inner world, or I know I could help better if I just knew what she was thinking, then you may enjoy this new resource I created for you um, called Communication by Human Design. And it's a guide to streamline your communication with your kiddos, or it would work for your friends or siblings or your parents. It will work for all kinds of relationships, but specifically this is designed with parents in mind. Show notes, feel free to um, sign up for my email newsletter and it'll get sent right to your inbox. Um, There'll be a link in the show notes for you to do that. And um, please also consider donating to the Trevor Project this month. I will have a link for that in the show notes as well. Consider saving a life by donating to the Trevor Project. They specifically make themselves available to suicidal LGBTQ youth. And um, also please consider emotionally adopting anyone in your circle of influence who has been emotionally abandoned by their peeps and could use a mom hug right now. And hey, while you're at it, give them a second mom hug for me too, would you? Um, Also, if you are angry about this podcast, please do not send me an email. I will not read a bunch of hate mail about my stance about LGBTQ youth because um, frankly I think you're wrong so and if you're just right if you just want to email me to let me know that I'm wrong let me know I just want to let you know that I've heard you and I heard you and I heard you 10 years ago and I heard you five years ago and I heard you last month tell me that I'm wrong and I just in 10 years I haven't changed my mind so please save yourself the time and do not try to change my mind about this because I'm I'm done considering my options I did that like I said, back when she first came out and I have decided that loving my daughter, no matter what is the right place for me as a mom. Again, if you disagree with that in any way, I invite you to please with my blessing and all the love in the world, please unfriend me, please unfollow me. And please do not listen to any more of this podcast because I just don't want you to be continually disturbed by disagreeing with me. But I also beg of you to please don't bother my inbox with your opinion about it because I've heard you already. So um, number two, if you are a person who is is struggling with any of what I've said in a way that you need some sort of guidance or help, like maybe your child has just come out and you just want to mom chat with somebody about it, I am here for you. Um, if you're a person who is considering that maybe your religious stance on the topic has been um, in error and you want to just process it out loud because I am a spiritual person, I am a religiously observant person, and you need someone to talk to to help reconcile those two parts of you, I please email me. I'd be happy to talk through it with you in a very non-condemning, curious but not condemning way. I am happy to hear you out. But again, if you're going to send me any kind of hate mail or any of that stuff, please save your time. And, um, and you know, your, your, your time is better off spent um, doing something else. So anyway, peace to everyone. I love you. I wish the best for you. I want all the best for you and your children. I, I believe that where there's a design, there is a designer. And I am on a mission to make sure that it, to help parents see and hear and cherish their kids for who they are, not for who they expect them to be. And yet still not lose themselves in the process. Like, right, I, I, the, the one of the problems we have with this gentle parenting approach is that we tend to lose ourselves in the process by saying yes too much. So more on that later. Um, I hope, wish you the best. Have a wonderful month, Pride Month. I hope we should be back in, to talk more about human design in a few weeks. Thanks.